Welcome to SWAT Radio with Doug McCary of His Light Ministries. So happy you are listening today. I am Taylor Johnson, and if you would like to join the discussion, please call us at 1-844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask, A-S-K, at SWATradio.com. And if you are listening to the podcast because you missed us live, you can also send us your questions on Facebook and Twitter. At SWAT Radio Talk is the handle. That is at SWAT Radio Talk. And we will be sure to answer the questions uh, that you send or the comments that you send just as soon as we are back in the studio together. Well, today is the one-year anniversary of the 15 days to flatten the curve. And... uh Still going strong in most places around it, the country. It is still going strong, and apparently, but I don't know. Uh, maybe we don't want to get too political about the mask today. But uh, <laughs> anyway, did um, you hear about the uh, the pastor in California of uh, North Valley Baptist Church? He begged to have to be able to open his church. He begged uh, Gavin Newsom. Please, please let us open our church. And we've been meeting outside because they got fined a hundred thousand dollars last year. He's like, just please let us open for Easter. And I'm man, that's just like, I just, I don't know. I don't, you know, is he? Yeah. Okay. No, I didn't hear that. But did you hear about? Um, there's a website launched um, that's going to track critical race theory training at over two hundred colleges. And it was launched over the weekend. And uh, there's a guy named William Jacobson, who is a Cornell law professor, mm. who founded legal insurrection. Mm. Legal mm-hmm. insurrection, like, you know, uh, insurrection in a legal way where you use the legal process and stuff. But anyway, the website is a resource for parents and students who no, no longer can assume they're going to be left alone. Uh, the entire ideology of critical race theory and anti-racist training is, is that silence is violence. Mm. And that's what they're teaching. And um, again, we said this earlier, uh, that critical theory has Marxist socialist um, roots and it has piggybacked on um, something that no doubt has uh, been problematic in our country, and they've kind of used it as a Trojan horse mm-hmm. to try to come in and tear down our country. That's the goal. Yeah. And uh, and so it's uh, it's basically you know critical race theory is just part of a bigger movement that sees our whole country, the philosophy behind our country as a lie and that it's all about racist power dominating. Mm -hmm. Um, and it really, the whole idea is to tear down our country next week. Uh, we are going to have, uh, Daryl Harrison and Virgil Walker from just thinking podcast. And, uh, they will be discussing that a week from Thursday. So I hope you'll join us uh, for that. But I wanted to let people know that uh, this website um, is out there. One of our listeners sent that in uh, because we've talked about this stuff before. 
So, uh, and uh, you can uh, find that. It's called Critical Race Training and Education. Uh, and uh, it's criticalrace.org. And uh, they just talk about all the training that's going on. And, and let you know what uh, yeah. counties and stuff are doing what. Well, what, what, what schools are doing. And uh, it's criticalrace.org. Is that focusing on the uh, universities or more on local It's got K-12, K-12, it K-12. through 12. Uh, it, it explains what critical race theory is. Uh, and then it allows you to even submit your own school information if you have info. Mm. Uh, so it's criticalrace.org. And, uh, again, it's uh, just a resource for people. We wanted to let them know about it uh, while they're out there. And, uh, you know, let's see, other things going on. Uh, is, there's just not a shortage of things. The growing uh, border <laughs> crisis yeah. is just out of control. Mm-hmm. Um, more, you know, I, there was one, uh, statistic I saw earlier today that, uh, uh, un- under the last year of president Trump, there were 30,000 in the month of February that came across. Mm-hmm. Do you know how many we had this past February? A hundred thousand. Yeah. A hundred thousand. So three times the number of people, um, and if if the wall doesn't work, then why do they have a wall up in D.C.? You know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that just is it's really there's just so much hypocrisy. There always has been. And we know that. But it's just ridiculous. Uh, I heard one quote that just caught my ear again. The first if you're just tuning in, you can go SWAT radio, SWAT radio. What is SWAT radio? It stands for spiritual warriors advancing truth and uh, we do five Bible studies here in the Jacksonville area every week that meet in restaurants, different locations that if you go to SWATradio.com, you can listen to. And by the way, if you're outside of Jacksonville listening, either via podcast or you're listening uh, live, you can uh, send an email to Doug at SWATradio.com. That's D-O-U-G at SWATradio.com and say, hey, I would like to be invited to the Zoom SWAT on Thursday nights. Every Thursday night at 7 p.m., we have people from um, right now, I think about six, seven different states coming in and uh, would love for you to join that. But uh, where we teach and we're teaching through Acts. But during the first 15 minutes of the program every day, we we talk about, you know, what's going on in our country and everything. And I was struck by this in light of being a former military guy. who have trained with foreign nationals from Korea and South Korea. And uh, those people over there don't play around. They can't. They can't Mm -hmm. afford to play around because North Korea has always been a threat. So, I mean, those guys, man, they were training. They're training to be warriors. And and what we have is social experimentation going on. So now that the military is paying for transgender, uh, you know, uh, conversion mm-hmm. and stuff that th- th- this is becoming an issue. Women's uniforms is an issue. The things that, um, you know, I, it, it's just mind blowing to me. Uh, uh, when you look at our military and, uh, our, I, I, I'm just looking at China yeah. training. I don't know if you've seen any mm-hmm. of their training videos, but this guy, 
posted one on one site, a new site, and he said China's training uh, uh, warriors. They're they're building warriors, mm-hmm. and we're binge watching Netflix. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, like, it's just crazy what's going on. Yeah, and I, I had seen uh, something uh, a few months ago, maybe, that, about China and its desire to uh, not be raise effeminate men, basically, and uh, look for masculinity because they felt they'd gotten too weak. And then that, comp- uh, you know, with how our culture is. But then the the real thing with the, the military and uh, what's gone on in, in the past week in the news is, you know, some of this stuff uh, – before Trump, that was, you know, under Obama, I think the transgender stuff was getting paid. But really that the... Well, that's the, when, you know, it expanded. Yeah, yeah but, but but what's really something that's going on now is that the military, uh, the top brass, have come out in a, in a way I don't think I've heard before to, to kind of get into party politics, you know, to get into the political uh sphere instead of remaining neutral which has generally been the case and that's something that's uh, a little bit concerning well they spoke out against a uh listen they spoke out against a a conservative news opinion guy Mm -hmm. who made a comment and the the marine corps twitter page of the the marine expeditionary force Mm -hmm. tweeted about it Mm -hmm. and and basically slammed him and you wouldn't have seen that 20 years ago. No. And and with when the own studies show that by 65% military or uh, war readiness is dropped when you have the presence of a woman in uh the uh unit and then to uh, extrapolate that out into fighting units um that's a big thing that's coming from the military itself but then when someone mentions that and says hey maybe we should you know keep our gender norms the way they've always been that the top brass will come out and say basically uh, an argument from authority, uh, you know, this guy's dumb. Uh, it's just <laughs> concerning, you know what I mean? Because it's really, they're playing the political game, which, you know, obviously that's always been something, but to do it out in the public is, you know, it's it's pretty concerning, especially when you got <laughs> troops in D.C. that have been there for three months, you know, and it's just... Uh, it's it's, a, it's, it's, it's a, something unprecedented. No, it's unprecedented, and it's there's two places that you do not want to play politics mm-hmm. specifically, uh, it, as far as like your national structure, your military, and your law enforcement. Mm-hmm. They should be bipartisan, non political, mm-hmm. just focused on the task at hand, whatever that is. Uh, Marines have one job to kill the enemy. Yeah. Period. We're not policemen. We're we're not, you know, defensive in nature. Marines are offensive in nature and they need to be training to do that with a focus on that. But when you start introducing identity politics and other kind of politics into where now you have all these leaders in the Marine Corps even speaking, trying to defend liberal ideology and politics ideology. It's a problem, and and I told you there's compromising standards. That's another thing yep. because the battlefield it bullets does, yep. they don't go. Oh, it's a girl, so we're going to change the standards, <laughs> or a woman, yep. we're going to change the standards. Uh, artillery shells, those kind of things, they don't go. Oh, you know what? They're transgender, so we're going to be kinder and gentler to them. 
you know, we there, there's no sensitivity yep. there to that. So, okay. all right, stay tuned. We'll be right back. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. SWAT Radio is brought to you in part by Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. is a full-service sales door and window installation company. Both of the owners are licensed contractors and are involved in the daily operations of the company. All of their trucks are company-owned and fully equipped. Their mission is to provide Jacksonville and the surrounding area with door and window replacement services. To learn more, call 904-701-3667. That's 904-701-DOOR. Or online at www.astore.com. That is Need to Breathe with non-binary humanoid. Oh, wait, no, that's Brother by Need to Breathe. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And if you are just joining us just before the break, we were talking a little bit about the news that's been uh, circulating and talking about uh, the military and it's uh, uh, at the top echelon deciding to get into uh, the political uh, arena and uh, how that's uh, something that's fairly unique. Uh, as far as in my lifetime, and I think in yours too. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 really bad. And uh, you know, I want I want to get to something that was in the news yesterday. I don't know if we mentioned it, and that's the fact that the Catholic Church mm-hmm. came out and said that they cannot bless same sex unions, as if that's a big announcement. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, they, in no previous history have they ever even entertained that yeah that but there was something significant about what happened the statement that was released uh, about it um said that the sovereign pontiff francis Hmm. now think about that the sovereign pontiff francis the pope has uh at the audience granted to the undersigned secretary of this congregation was informed and gave his assent to the publication with the next explanatory note. Now what's what is going on with that statement that that kind of goes right under the radar is that um, he's talking about uh, he has the right of the development of doctrine uh, and the the right to to rule on these things in a sovereign way. And what's scary about Pope Francis is he has uh, given indications in the past that he would be open to redefinition of Catholic doctrine 
and 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 would include even the sacramental doctrine when it comes to acceptance of homosexuality, even the entire LGBTQ agenda. Uh, and he's made statements about how the Vatican never uh, adequately cleaned up. Um, there needs to be some movement towards some progressive liberal changes and mm-hmm. doctrine. Um, but um, And just uh, a couple of weeks ago, he said that uh, we were in danger of having another great flood. Uh, you know, so I guess he's changing that, uh, you know, down to the base level of even the Bible said, God said, I won't do this again. Yeah. Uh, that's what the rainbow's for. But he's like, well, we got to change that. So, yeah. I mean, if he's willing to say that, whether it was a slip up and he didn't know or he's just, you know, changing doctrine, you know, it's clear that he's got that bend that, you know, I think I have the right to do this. Yeah, it's uh, I don't know. You know, um, it's. what's going on in our world because what's happening within the Catholic church has been going on in the Episcopal church, Mm -hmm. uh, that sect uh, also in the Presbyterian USA, a Methodism, all all the different denominations. And uh, these are the problems you have when you start to deviate from biblical truth and biblical doctrine in context. Mm -hmm. And uh, you start allowing man to dictate, uh, what God's word says instead of trying to find the historical uh, interpretation contextually of what he says. That's why it's important to teach through, and that's why it's important not to be saying things like, we got to unhitch from the Old Testament, Mm -hmm. because you need the whole Bible there. It's all God's word, from Genesis to Revelation. It all points to Jesus. And when you stand for truth, one of the things we're talking about this week is persecution is going to happen you're going to see it if you stand on god's truth for family god's truth on male and female god's truth on uh what is sinful uh and the church's response to sin Uh, it, it here's the deal for people out in the world who people who do not call themselves believers who do not profess we as believers have to treat them like blind people. Mm-hmm. We treat them as if they don't know. We pray for them. We confront them with the law. If they're prideful, like Ray Comfort said last week, you know, you give the law to people to show them their need. Uh, Jesus, as far as I know, never gave uh, gave uh, grace to prideful people in the sense of. He never extended mercy to people that were prideful. He hit mm-hmm. them with their sin. Mm-hmm. He hit them with their law. You know, uh, the law that, that they are held to a perfect standard that they can't measure up to. Uh, and and so we tend to, in our culture, going back to the analogy of the prosecutor and defender, we defend people in church when we share the gospel or we teach God's word and we try to make it uh, smooth and go down easy and mm-hmm. laughable and almost that we treat it with sometimes even a level of of uh, superficiality that doesn't require the seriousness that it needs. All right, think about this. Could you imagine doctors who are having to tell people who struggle with cancer or have been diagnosed with cancer or some other really terrible uh, terminal type illness 
you know, the way a lot of pastors preach on Sunday and tell them in the same thing. There were a few jokes in there, lighten it up a little bit. <laughs> could, I mean, could you see that? No. No, it's a somber thing. And you go, but but we've evolved into an entertainment culture. Uh, and, and the disciples, when they were in the temple, they were proclaiming. Peter was saying, you did this. The one that you were supposed to be attesting to, you rejected. And he pointed out their sin. And what we're looking at this week in Acts chapter 4 is we're looking at the persecution that took place when God's people did God's mission God's way. Mm -hmm. And so if we are not being persecuted, we got to ask ourselves, are we really doing God's mission God's way? Yeah. Because he says, if you follow me, uh, they're going to treat you like they treat me. And uh, you look around, and I just wonder how many of us really are experiencing persecution for doing things the way God wanted us to do them instead of the way we've kind of couched it now. We've created our own way to share yeah, uh, because we're very pragmatic as a culture, and we've been very entertainment-driven as a culture. Hence, you've got the economy really <laughs> – People live in this dream state when you look at the world we live in, but they're binge watching, like mm -hmm. I said, Netflix and Hulu and mm -hmm. Disney and all this stuff. And most of them have no clue about their neighbor going to hell yeah. or about their coworker going to hell because we're more apt to talk about some series on Netflix than we are about, you know, about the gospel with people. Right. And that's another, I, I, I would think, uh, another problem with uh, the whole lockdowns and churches not being open. And people say, oh, well, you know, we can do it through YouTube, YouTube excuse me. But then you just become another form of in entertainment, you know, another, you know, one among many of things to, you know, fill your life with instead of things that, you know, matter. And I think that's something that is that should hit you heavy is that the church first, you're supposed to meet together. But second, you know, people say, well, well, you know, we, we're actually doing well this way, but I don't think it really is. Are you really? Yeah. D d are you really coming together talking about the focus of the gospel? I mean, stop and think about what, what is the mission of the church? To preach the gospel. Yes. But we tend to be more inward focused in our culture mm -hmm. to where we make we're doing good because we're you know we're ministering to our own needs, and that should happen. I'm not saying that shouldn't happen, but man, when you go to other cultures, it's about getting that gospel out to people. Mm. It's about sharing their faith, being bold witnesses, and and it seems to me in countries where there's persecution, you see more of that than here. Yeah. Why is that? Because the enemy distracts us. Yeah. He distracts us and he goes, I don't have to bring persecution to these people. Mm -hmm. they're, 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 they're just distracted and they're not even doing what they're supposed to be doing. Yeah. And you know, I think there's also the, the mindset of, well, you know, it's a Christian nation quote unquote. And, I think there's still people who feel and think that way when the okay, reality. Okay, come on, be real. Really? 
Do you really think people think that now? I think there are still people who think that, oh, everyone who assumes. Especially, Did you see the Grammy Awards the other night? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you know, you and I were talking about it earlier. We put labels on things to warn kids about Aladdin, a movie, but not for the Grammy Awards mm-hmm. where they're doing simulated sex acts up on stage. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah, but I would still say that people who are in church think, well, everyone's heard about Jesus. You know, it's just, especially, you know, if you're older, even up to my age, that was something that seemed so common. But the reality is that we've not been a Christian nation for a long time, and we've not been a nation that everybody knows about the gospel for a very long time. And so we need to stop thinking like, oh, everybody, they know. So, you know, we need to really be thinking about getting the gospel out there i am astonished that you are so quickly deserting him who called you in the grace of christ and are turning to a different gospel not that there's another one but there are some who trouble you and want to distort the gospel of christ but even if we or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to the one we preach to you let him be accursed and i'm and that, that the church right now. Yeah, that with the gospel the gospel means good news which is our God reigns. Mm-hmm. Well, how can you celebrate that good news that our God reigns if he's not even reigning in our life? Yeah. If 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 he's not reigning, then what good news is it? I mean, re- remember the king reigns where his will is being obeyed. What's the king's will? That we tell others about the king, that we tell others that they can find hope in him, that we're a witness of what he's done in our own life, how he's transformed our life. How's that going for us? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really. I mean, yeah. uh, if you want to say we're a Christian nation... I think a good evaluative tool, evaluation tool is how many people are telling people about the real Jesus boldly? I mean, so anyway. Yeah. Um, We'll pick up there after the news. We'll be back with more after the news, so make sure you stay tuned. Uh, We'd like to give a special thanks to our sponsors, Ace Door and Window, as well as a special thanks to our sponsors, Tom Neal Trucking, and a special thanks to our sponsor, Jeff Andrews of Highway to Eternity Ministries. If you would like to sponsor the program, please email us at Doug at SWATradio.com. Excuse me. That's Doug, D-O-U-G, at SWATradio.com. You are listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be back with more after the news. If you've been walking the same old road for miles and miles If you've been hearing the same old voice of the same old lies If you're trying to feel the same old holes inside There's a better life There's a better life If you got pain He's a pain Welcome back to SWAT Radio. That was Chainbreaker by Zach Williams. If you are just joining us, we are looking at Acts chapter 4, verses 1 through 12 this week. Uh, We talked a little bit uh, as an introduction about it 
yesterday, and today we're going to be getting into it even more. If you missed any of the program so far or you missed uh, what we talked about yesterday, you can visit us at www.swatradio.com, and you can click on the Past Programs link, and there you can listen to our full catalog of programs. And in about an hour or so, we will have uh, this one up for you to listen if you missed. Again, that's www.swatradio.com, or you can listen to our podcast by searching SWAT Radio, and you can also download our SWAT app in the App Store. Well, uh, Taylor, just as a quick recap from yesterday for anybody who might have just tuned in today, yesterday I shared uh, about persecution, and uh, we're in Acts chapter 4, and it's the first persecution of the church. Uh, Jesus is not here in physical presence. He's there in the spirit inside of his followers. And um, this is in response to the healing of a man who had been lame for 40 years. Peter and John did a miracle, raised him uh, by the power of the name of Jesus to rise up and walk. He was congenitally lame and then preached for hours in the temple and 5,000 men, we're going to read today, end up responding to this message. Now, this is the second message Peter's preached, and we we said yesterday there are 10 different eras of major persecution in the first three, two, 300 years of the church. We talked about how Christians were fed to dogs. They were uh, doused in oil and wax and burned as lamps. They were boiled. They were beheaded, hanged. Uh, they were rack, put on a rack, and their bodies literally pulled apart. And I know those are graphic pictures, but that really happened to people mm-hmm. simply for proclaiming the name of Jesus and loyalty to their king, Jesus. And persecution's always satanic. Uh, and I shared yesterday about a time when I was in Russia, and um, there was a group of people there that did not want us planting churches, putting the Bible in the hands of people there in their language where they had them. We talked, I shared yesterday an article by Michael Brown about uh, Tyndale, who gave us one of the first Bibles in the English language, and Mm -hmm. it cost him his life for it. And um, in this text today, we're going to see a couple of responses to the message Peter preached. We're going to see people who are religious but not sheep. They're not people who are gods, and they reject and persecute, but then we'll see how his sheep respond to it, and God's sheep repent. They're known for repentance. That's because they're his sheep. And uh, before we get into the text, I want to remind people what Jesus himself told his followers, and this is why it's so important to know the Bible, to read the Bible. For you people out there who depend totally on your pastor or some other Bible teacher, you need to be spending time in the word every day and, and reading widely, read the gospels, read the historical books, read the Pentateuch, the first five books of the Bible, read the wisdom books, the Psalms of Proverbs. But over in one of the gospels in the gospel of John chapter 15, Jesus said this to his followers. If the world hates you, Know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of this world, the world would love you as its own, but because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. 
A servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will persecute you. If they keep my word, then they will keep your word. But all these things they will do to you on account of my name because they don't know him who sent me. And Jesus told his followers that. And I can't help but believe that Peter and John, when they go through this first persecution, those words have to come back to mind to them. Mm -hmm. And if you're a believer out there, you have got to get away from this mindset that the gospel is about you. It's about God. It's about him. You are a benefactor that he brings you into his family But the gospel has been so transformed in the American culture into being about you. It's become a very man-centered gospel. And uh, because of that, people have the same attitude we talked about yesterday. If they were going to be persecuted for Jesus, wait a minute, I didn't sign up for this. Mm -hmm. This was about making my life better. It's like the parachute illustration a guy used last week. Right. It's like, you know, a parachute has a function what's the function of a parachute to keep you from dying if you jump out of an airplane five miles in the sky Mm -hmm. or two miles high and and so but if you think that parachute's going to make your flight more comfortable and it's about that you're not going to like that parachute very much right and so as we get into this text in acts 4 i'm going to have you read 4 1 through 12 and i want if you're listening today i want you to think about what God really lays out, how we are to respond to persecution. First, by trusting his plan. Second, by trusting his power. And third, by trusting his word. And those three things are the same three things he said in Acts 1. He just uh, applied them differently. His plan was to start in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. It was strategic. His power, he said, wait on the Holy Spirit. Same power. Um, It's no trust in ourselves. In his word, it's his message. Jesus is Messiah and the only way. And so we see those same three principles right here, but this is in the midst of persecution. So read that, and we're going to come back, and we're going to kind of look at one through four today and trusting his plan, the first part of that, okay? All right. And as they were speaking to the people, the priests and the captain of the temple and the Sadducees came upon them, greatly annoyed because they were teaching the people and proclaiming in Jesus the resurrection from the dead. And they arrested them and put them in custody until the next day, for it was already evening. But many of those, but many of those who had heard the word believed, and the number of the men came to about 5,000. On the next day... Their rulers and elders and scribes gathered together in Jerusalem with Ananias the high priest and Caiaphas, excuse me, and John and Alexander and all who were of the high priestly family. And when they had set them in the midst, they inquired, By what power or by what name did you do this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers of the people and elders, If we are being examined today concerning a good deed done to a crippled man, by what means this man has been healed, let it be known to all of you and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man is standing before you well. 
This Jesus is the stone that was rejected by you, the builders, which has become the cornerstone. And there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. May God bless his word. And so, um, as they were speaking, now you got to remember that they started speaking at about three in the afternoon after the evening sacrifice. Yeah. And it says that it was evening already, which means probably around six or seven o'clock. So they preached for three or four hours and 5,000 men, 5,000 men, it says, uh, responded to the message. Now, what's interesting about this passage uh, compared to the last time he preached, how many came to Christ in that first time he preached? Three. 3,000, yeah. 3,000. And what was significant about that number was what? Was in the Old Testament, 3,000 people died when Mm -hmm. Moses brought the law. Yeah. And, And so it's significant in that the law brings death, but the Spirit gives life. And so here... We have 5,000 men. Now, uh, as I'm looking at it, um, I'm looking at um, 5,000 men. There's one other place I know of in the Bible where it says 5,000 men. When Jesus fed. He fed 5,000 men, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So I'm wondering if Luke is alluding to that somehow about, Mm. you know, Five thousand. I don't know. I, I'm just thinking through that right now. I'm, I'm. It's still pretty raw with me because I was thinking about it this morning and just thinking about that. Um, because you know, in Scripture, I don't think there's any coincidence. And it doesn't say five thousand people. It says five thousand men. The word there is andros, andros. I mean, and andros is the Greek word for male. It's 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 male. It is not generally like mankind. Mm-hmm. Anthropos is the Greek word for mankind that could be inclusive of all people, and so that word for five thousand men is there. And so, but notice that the religious leaders rejected and started the persecution with this um, because they, uh, if you go down, I mean, you see it that they were upset about it. And and with right right you know right rightly so because Peter said you killed Jesus mm-hmm. but God raised him again same message as back in Acts two but notice God's sheep they repented five thousand men came to Christ and what's amazing is these authentic believers uh, I believe every believer there was authentic I don't think there were posers in that mm-hmm. group why because they had already said you would be desynagogued if you follow Jesus. Mm. And so now you've had that statement. They killed Jesus, his followers scattered, but now Peter's back and the threat of death was still there for them. And as a blasphemer following a false Messiah, a guy who said he was God, remember that was Mm -hmm. what they accused Jesus of. And so there's something, um, purifying about the threat of death to the church and um and you know he talked about sadducees when we come back from the break i want to tell you what sadducees believe sometimes people get confused with sadducees pharisees scribes Mm -hmm. these were the shepherds of israel they were the ones in charge and um 
and God has now rejected them as the gatekeepers of the good news of Messiah. And he's called in the disciples. So we'll come right back and talk about that. All right. So make sure you stay tuned. We'll be back with more after the break. You are listening to SWAT Radio. We'll be right back. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. all my hope welcome back to swat radio if you are just joining us we are looking at acts chapter 4 verses 1 through 12 uh this week talking about the persecution of the church if you have any questions about that or you would like to join the discussion please call us at 1-844-777-7928 that's 1-844-777-SWAT or you can email us at ask at swatradio.com that's ask ask at swatradio.com You know, I want to point out, it it lists the Sadducees here, the priest and the Sadducees. What happens here is they're, you know, Peter and John were brought in before the Sanhedrin, Mm -hmm. which was like the Supreme Court of Israel. Uh, And and Israel was a theocracy, right? Mm -hmm. So, So civil law, moral law, and ceremonial law were all one. And so, um, they the the Pharisees and Sadducees uh, were just two different sects uh, of Judaism at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, here's what's crazy: the Sadducees were the aristocratic leaders. They were uh, tied in uh, usually with money, uh, where the Pharisees were more the blue collar uh, religious mm-hmm. uh, leaders. But uh, the Sadducees believed in the literal interpretation of Torah, the first five books, but they didn't give weight to the Psalms, the historical books mm-hmm. authoritatively. In their mind, the only books that had authority was the first five books of the Bible, whereas the Pharisees gave more authority to oral tradition, uh, and they believed in all of it. The Sadducees didn't believe in... Um, um, and resurrection, the Pharisees did. The Sadducees didn't believe in angels and demons. The Pharisees did. The um, Sadducees 
uh, did not believe that God was intertwined in daily life as sovereign. Mm. In other words, God made you. This is what Sadducees believe. And then you were kind of the master of your own fate. So they're like uh, deists. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. They 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 did. Uh, but they argued all the time, the Sadducees and Pharisees. But the Sanhedrin was mostly Sadducees. Mm. So that's most of them. Now, it mentions Caiaphas and Annas here. And Caiaphas and Annas are interesting because Annas was Caiaphas's father-in-law. And tradition believes that uh, John and Alexander were Annas's kids, mm. but um, but and, and the, there's also tradition that the Romans got upset with Annas and deposed him, and made Caiaphas, who had married his daughter, his his the, you know his prede- you know not mm-hmm. his predecessor but his his uh, follow up. He was the priest after him. But notice when Jesus went on trial, where did he go first? To Annas. Why? Mm. Because Caiaphas deferred to him, even though Caiaphas was the high priest. And if you remember, when uh, Jesus went before Caiaphas, um, Caiaphas is the one who kind of interrogated him there, too, and talked to him. So there were a bunch of trials that went on with Jesus. But the other thing that's interesting about Caiaphas is that, remember, Caiaphas had made the prophecy that it's better for one man to die than the whole nation. Mm. And it says in Scripture he made that not of his own volition, but that the Spirit spoke through him. Mm. So the Spirit used an evil man. Yeah. So, so if God can use a donkey, he can mm. use anything, right? And so because uh, uh, he didn't think it, he didn't consciously do that. But it lays out these people. These are the religious leaders, and they reject him. And some of the greatest threats to true biblical sheep and shepherds is within mm-hmm. the religious group. Yep. Uh, the, the religious leaders who aren't all in, the religious leaders who are pretenders, who are posers, and there's a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but it says that these men got greatly annoyed. Of course they did. That word there is on that phrase is only used twice in the New Testament. They were upset that they were teaching and they were upset at what they were teaching and so that's really the background um and as you look at that we see how they respond in verses five to seven it says after they arrested them verse five on the next day their rulers and elders and scribes gathered and and it says when they had set them in their midst then they said by what power or name did you do this and what were they talking about? Healing the lame man mm-hmm. and then teaching in the temple. That was their place. Yeah. That, that was not, I mean, I want you to imagine for a second, I go down to the local mosque and I just go in there and I start preaching about Jesus. You think they'd get upset? Mm-hmm. Of course they would. Imagine if they killed Jesus and I went into their space. That's what these disciples are doing. Peter and John go in there and they're preaching. Why? Because who moved them to do that? God moved them to do that. How did they know God was with them there? Like, as they as they proclaimed, how did they visibly see God with them there? The lame man being healed? Yes. Yeah, okay. I mean, yeah. 
would would that not embolden you? Okay, <laughs> yeah. I mean, really? Yeah. I mean, so they were emboldened and they were trusting his plan. Imagine for a second them going up, hey, we need to go talk to the religious leaders. There may still be some sheep out there. They go talk to Jonathan and Alexander and say, hey, do you think you can get us some time with Annas or Caiaphas to talk to the Sanhedrin about Jesus? Because they were really wrong on this. Hmm. You think they would have let them come in the, in the middle of the Sanhedrin? No. No. God uses persecution to advance the gospel. And what he did is he used their arrest to get the gospel right in the middle of the Sanhedrin so all these leaders could hear. Hmm. All these leaders could hear. And so they trusted in his plan. They were submissive and respectful. How do you know that? Well, it says, Peter filled with the Spirit said to them, rulers of the people and elders. Notice he wasn't disrespectful to them. He was he was respectful. They had to ask. They weren't fighting. Notice Peter's not pulling his sword, knocking off an ear. ear. Mm-hmm. Um, and they go, by what power name? We don't return hatred for persecution. And, you know, I think of what Paul said over in Philippians 1, verse 12. He says, what happened to me served to advance the gospel. Remember that mm-hmm. when he says that? I mean, Paul's writing from jail. And he says, and even in Philippians, uh, later in Philippians, uh, is it Philippians? No, it's Colossians. I'm thinking of Colossians, um, uh, Colossians, uh, it, where he says, be devoted to prayer. Paul is writing, pray for me that a door will be open. Mm hmm. Uh, Colossians four, two through six, that's what it is. And he, he says, he's not praying for a door for him to escape for a door to be open to me to share with my captors Mm. in the middle of prison. And by the way, you think they were being nice to him? Mm -hmm. It's like John Monger being beaten and he prayed for his captors as they literally, as they beat him. Mm. I mean, that most if not all people in this country, unless they immigrated for somebody else, have never dealt with that. Yeah, And so these people trusted his plan. And Peter wrote in first Peter two uh, about this. He, he, his whole perspective changed from the guy who pulled the sword, cut off the ear to now he's being submissive to these elders. Why? Because he's trusting in God's plan. And that's how God calls us, first of all, to respond to persecution is understand nothing comes into the life of his children that doesn't first go through his fingers. Yeah. And so um, there's a song that says, when I can't see his hands, I have to trust his heart. God looks at persecution very different than we do. Mm -hmm. I mean, we tend to look at it as very negative, right? Right. But God uses it to advance the gospel. And what should be our greatest aim? Listen, if your faith is tested, your faith is tested, and you prove through that test faithful to the King Jesus, I mean, doesn't that give you an assurance of like, how could I do that? Yeah. You know, how do I respond that way except his spirit is in me? Right. I think one reason so many people struggle with their assurance of salvation 
they have untested faith. Mm. Yeah, They've never gone through a test. Mm-hmm. They've just prayed a prayer and, oh, yeah, I'm in. I'm in the kingdom yeah. because Joe's over here said so. Joe said if I pray this prayer and he told me, read this Bible verse, and and I've never told anybody about Jesus, um, I don't read my Bible that much. And prayer, and probably I'm praying too much. So what kind of relationship do I really have? Am I moved to be somebody who represents the king? Am I am I aware that I'm in a battle? Or do I just see it as the job of the pastor because it's a religious thing? Yeah, He's the professional, not me. Notice, and we're going to see this this week at SWAT. By the way, Woody's. 6.30 a.m. in the morning out at the beach off Solano Road, Salem Center here off Bonneville Road at lunch. You can go to SWATradio.com, see all these locations tomorrow morning, San Jose Boulevard, um, Jumpin' Jack's House of Food, and uh, Thursday night Zoom. And by the way, if you want one, Doug at SWATradio.com, S-D-O-U-G at SWATradio.com for a link to the Zoom, and then Friday at the Village Inn. But, Taylor, we got to trust in his plan. Mm-hmm. And and a lot of times uh, our view is, man, I don't like his plan, so I'm not loving God anymore, and that's yeah. what happens a lot with a lot of people. Yeah, and, and that's um, you know, I think what you were saying about the testing and going through the the trials and the persecution, how that uh, is like a refiner's fire, you know, to, for our faith. And Paul says, consider it pure joy when you face trials of any kind. And I think part of that is. You, you know you're on doing the right thing, and God is refining you uh, through that. Well, that yeah, pressure. you went through the police academy. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think they're just going to, I want to be a policeman. Okay, go. Yeah, yeah. You go through there till you're tested mm-hmm. to prove that you, you can do these things. Yeah. And so he, God proves us to prove he's real. Yeah. So anyway. All right, that's all the time we've got for today. You've been listening to SWAT Radio. If you missed any of this program or would like to listen to past programs, please visit us at www.swatradio.com. That's www.swatradio.com. Or you can listen to our podcast by searching SWAT Radio, and you can also download our SWAT app in the App Store. Join us weekdays at 3 o'clock for more SWAT Radio. We will see you then. Thanks for tuning in. Have a nice day. If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT radio is strengthening spiritual